Om Sam Saraswati Namaha Namaste. Namaste, everybody. Uh, thank you for joining us in the last chapter. Good thoughts said to the goddess, I want to be the king of good thoughts. I don't want any bad thought in my kingdom. And Samadhi said, I want to be Samadhi <laughs> all the time. No matter whether I'm sitting in one-pointed meditation or I'm chopping wood and carrying water, I want to maintain the same bhavana. I want you to bless me with kulachara, the behavior of excellence. And the Devi said, what did she say? Tatastu. <laughs> and she gave the boons as desired, clean om. And all of us are blessed to have such a path available to us. We have such a mother, such a goddess that comes into our life time and time again and removes from all our negativities the energy. She removes all energy from negativities and she gives it to the positive and we get to be shining ones, gods and goddesses in the kingdom of delight. And that being understood, we're going to repeat the Shapodwara Mantra. Do you remember why we recited the Chandipat? Remember the Chandipat was so strong, it was so powerful, it was such, it had so much capacity to achieve our objectives that we wanted to remember our purpose. Why are we chanting the Chandipat? Why are we studying this material? Om Ring Kling Shring Krong Kring Chandika Devi Shapanasa Nugra Hankaru Karu Swaha. We're on page 303 of the Chandipat. And we said all existence and our own, the infinite beyond conception, ring what can be perceived in the gross body, the subtle body, the causal body, bringing it to culmination in perfection, clean. We called it transformation, but it really means the cause, the cause, and law is the gross body, and E is the causal body. Anuswar is perfection, the cause which brings the gross body, all that is perceivable through the senses into the world of intuition, which I can feel in perfection. A clean shrim, we said, was increase, and it is increase, but sha means shanti, ra means your mind, e means your heart, anuswar means perfection, the increase in the perfection of peace in your mind and in your heart. And then krum, kring, cry, the cause of dissolution of the gross body, the cause of dissolution in the causal body, we have ka, ra, e, anaswar, cause the cause, ra is the mind, e, 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 krum, a is the gross body, e is the causal body, the cause of dissolution of the gross body into perfection, and the cause of dissolution of the causal body into the perfection, that means we enter into the perfection of you. 
Crumb cream chandy cardiate. She doesn't need any explanation to the goddess who the the goddess she who tears apart thought. Shapanash anugraha. Take away the curse. Take away the curse. I am one with God. Swa is my own, and Ha is Ishwar, and Ishwar is my own, or God is mine, or I am one with God. And by reciting this mantra 11 times, we're going to remove the curses because we remember what is our purpose. What are we trying to do when we read the Chandigad? What, what is the, what's the primary objective of doing this sadhana? To remember, we've got a mother like no other, like no other mother at all. She's going to come and take the energy away from your negativity. She's going to enhance your positivities. She's going to make you illuminated. All you got to do is remember. And then we have the Utilan Mantra, the mantra that opens the pin. Remember, we got a deadbolt lock or a security latch with a pin there. Uh, and the mantra says, Om Shring. We just spoke of the perfection of peace in your mind and your heart. Claim the cause of breaking manifested existence. Dissolve into unity in the causal body and perfection. Ream all of Maya, what can be perceived in the gross body the subtle body and the causal body in perfection. Shatta Shakti Chandike, the goddess, the 700 verses of this Chandipat. Utkilanam Kuru Kuru Swaha. Remove the pin. Take that kill. Utkil. Utkil. Take the pin away. Remove the pin. Remove the pin. Kuru Kuru Swaha. I am one with God. Do it. Do it. What did I say? Did I say, uh, remove the bin, remove the bin, do it, do it. <laughs> I am one with God. And then read the Sanjeevani Mantra. Do you know all of us have been suffering from this amazing death? The great death. We forgot about our spiritual selves. And in order to, re to revive ourselves from the death of the soul, which is has been smothered by selfishness. It's been encumbered and surrounded by negativity. And thinking about poor me, what's in it for me? What am I going to get for this? What am I going to get for that? Instead of thinking about me, we want to come back to the life of a deva or a devi, as the case may be. Thanks for the beautiful poem. You want to come back, we all want to come back to, to this eternal life of living with God. So we, we get the mantra which bestows uh, life from death, Mrita Sanjeevani. It gives you the jivan from Mrithu. And the mantra says, oh, ring, ring, all of my, all of my, everything that the gross body, the subtle body, the causal body, imperfection, wong, wong, all vibrations, all vibrations. That's Bach, baby. Eng, eng, wisdom, wisdom. Mrita Sanjeevani Vidye, the knowledge that bestows life from death, raised from death. Mrita Utapaya, Utapaya. Mrita Utapaya. Raise the dead. Lazarus, come forth. Raise the dead. 
होता पया होता पया खरिंग Ring, ring, bonsoir. We call Kring transformation the cause of moving from the subtle body to the causal body in perfection. Ring, ring, all of my, all of my, what can be perceived in the gross body, the subtle body, the causal body in perfection. Swaha, God is my own. I am one with God. And now we're going. We've got another Shapavimochana mantra, and we're going to recite. The shop of emotion, and we got more curses. We it was cursed by Brahma, by Vishnu, by Vishabama, Vashishta, Vishwamitra. They all cursed the, the mantras of the Chandi, and they said, These mantras are the tool for personal transformation. If you use them for selfish reasons, you won't have a tool by which you can extricate yourself from the negativities of the sansar. You won't, you're going to live a lifetime without love. You're going to live a long, long time without God. That's the curse. If you abuse the tool, it won't work for you. So in order to remember, how do you use your tool? Om shring shring. We just discussed the cause, the, 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 the perfection of peace in your mind and your heart. Shring shring. We call it increase, increase of perfection of peace in your heart and your mind. Clean the cause of bringing gross uh, manifestation. All that is perceivable into the causal body and perfection. Transformation. Oh, hmm. cut the ego. Om Aang, Om Wisdom, Aang, hmm, cut the ego, erase the fears of ignorance, Shobaya, all the boy, all the boy, show him, all the boy, show him, Mohaya, the, the attachments of uh, ignorance, oh, fears of ignorance, <laughs> Great minds seldom disagree. Read your translation, Swami. Utilaya, 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 tongue, tongue. Remove the pin, remove, remove. Devotion, devotion, tongue, tongue. And after we've recited those mantras and performed that job, we will perform the Navarnavidi, the system of worship with the nine-lettered mantra, Om Sri Ganapati Jayati, may the Lord of Wisdom be victorious. Ah, please, please be victorious, Gornish. Om Dadadada Asya Sri Navarna Mantrasya. Presenting the highly efficacious mantra of nine letters. The lords of creation, preservation, and destruction or transformation are the seers Brahma, Vishnu, Maheshwar, Gayatri, Ushnu, Gananashtra, 24, 28, and 32 syllables to the verse are the meters. Remember, we have the meters, Gayatri, the moon meter of the early morning of the sunrise, Ushnik, the meter of the midday, Anashtra, the meter of the evening, the culmination, we have to be origin, the middle, and the terminus. Symbolizing the three episodes, beginning, a middle, and an end. Are the meters the great remover of darkness, Mahakali, the great goddess of true wealth, Mahalakshmi, and the great goddess of all pervading knowledge, Shri Ma? Are the deities a 
is the seed. That's wisdom. That's guru. That's the seed of all. The, the root of all your knowledge is wisdom. Rheem is the energy. That's all creation adds to your energy. What can be perceived in the body, gross body, the subtle body, the causal body, imperfection. Clean is the pin, the cause of, re, uh, of creating the dissolution of all perceivable, uh, all that is perceivable into the causal body imperfection for the satisfaction of Mahakali, Mahalakshmi, Mahasaraswati, Prithyarte, the remover of darkness, the great goddess of true wealth, and the great goddess of all pervading knowledge. This system of worship is applied in recitation. This is the Bini Yoga, the application of these mantras you are about to use. When you took initiation, you learned the, the Rishis, the Chondos, the Devos, the Pin, the energy, and the meaning of the mantra. And that's how it took root in a heritage, in, in tradition, in history, in parampar, in the lineage of the Devi Mandir family. Om, I bow to the seers, the lords of creation, preservation, and destruction in my head. Oh, they reside there. I bow to the meters, Gayatri, those chandals, those meters in my mouth. That's where they live. I bow to the deities, the remover of darkness, the great goddess of true wealth, the great goddess of all pervading knowledge in my heart. Well, look open. I'm opening my heart. Let me go look inside and see who's there. Shrima. <laughs> Aim. Wisdom is the seed. Kring energy is the all that can be perceived in the gross body, the subtle body, the causal body, imperfection. Clean is the pin, the cause of dissolving the gross manifestation into the causal body, imperfection. Omeng, ring, clean, chound, piche. And now I'm going to put those mantras into my fingers, into my hands. Everything I touch is touched by mantra, not by me. I am not the doer. She's using these fingers. Oh, I bow to Aang, the seat of wisdom in my thumbs. I bow to Hring in the forefingers. I am one with God. I bow to Clean in the middle fingers. Uh, purify. Oh, I bow to Chamunda in the ring finger. Cut the ego. Oh, I bow to Biche in the little finger. Ultimate purity. And Omeng Ring Kling Chamundagi say with the weapon of virtue and Tahatali. Fun. Purify. Now remember, aim is wisdom, creation, preservation, uh, 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 Maha Saraswati. Reem is Mahalakshmi. She is uh, the preservation, the situation of all existence. Uh, Mahalakshmi. Kleem uh, is Mahakali, the transfer, goddess of transformation. She takes away the darkness. Uh, she is Tamaguna, Saptaraja Tama. Uh, aim, ring, claim, Auma, Chamun. Cha means to move. Munda means the paradigm of reality. How do you know reality? How do you perceive the me or the reality? Vich means vit the sum vit. All that is knowable. Chai means Chaitanya, consciousness. 
All that is knowable, perceived by consciousness, is the constant transformation of wisdom and circumstance. Moving and transforming and becoming something new. And there's a beginning and a middle and an end. And there's an, a creation and a preservation and a transformation. And there's an aim, ring, claim. And all that I know, perceived by consciousness, is this constant movement. <laughs> Knowing that, we become free because change it will, change it must, change it's going to be. There's nothing I can do to stop it from changing. She will change. All the pain that I experience is when I say, please don't change. I like it the way it is. But knowing fully well it's going to change, Samadhi lost his business. The Surat, the king lost his kingdom. It changed. And it changed again. He prayed to the goddess, give me my kingdom back. She said, Tatasta. He said, give me my Samadhi back. I don't want a business. Tatasta. It changed. Change it will and change it was because change is the nature of nature. And that is the constant. If I want to identify with the changes and say, oh, poor me, I lost my attachments, mm -hmm. then I'm going to experience suk and duk in a chakra. Mm -hmm. I rotate and revolve around pleasure and pain with the regularity of a water wheel. Mm -hmm. And if I say, I am the witness to the changes of nature because that's her nature to change, then I free myself from attachment and watch the movie. Omeyeng ring kling chamundai piche. Now I'm going to establish that mantra, the letters of the mantra in my body, in my hridayadi, in my heart and other places, or isharangonas in the six limbs or six places in my body. And I'm going to put omeyeng, wisdom in my heart, I bow. Om ring on the top of my head, I am one with God. Om clean on the back of the head, purify. Om I bow to Chamunda, crossing both arms, cut the ego. Do you see that the beauty of this Sanskrit? Chamunda, she got the name. She took down anger and she took down uh, passion and she held the two heads up to Chandi and she said, You're Chamunda, the slayer of anger and passion. And Chamun's who moves, and Bunda means the paradigm of reality. So the slayer of anger and passion is she who moves in the paradigm of reality. Her name is Chamunda. Her karma is Cha-munda. Got it? Maybe. Om. I bow to a, 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 a claim on the back of my head. I bow to Chamunda, crossing both arms. That's my kavach. No one gets by my Chamunda. <laughs> That's my kavach. She is protecting me. Om biche. 
own the sum bit, all that is knowable, perceived by consciousness, is the light of my three eyes, purify ultimate purity. Oh, ring, ring, cling, jamunga, chair, oh, hand over hand, forwards and back, and clap with the weapon of virtue. Now let's establish the letters of, of her mantra. Om Eng, I bow on the top of the head. Om Ring, I bow in the right eye. Om Kling, I bow in the left eye. Om Chang, I bow in the right ear. Om Mung, I bow in the left ear. Om Dong, I bow in the right nostril. Om Ying, I bow in the left nostril. I really need it there. Om Bing, I bow in the mouth. And Om Chang, I bow up my butt. I got her all over the place. Oh, I, this whole body is comprised of the letters of the mantra of my goddess. Omeng Ring Kling Now I'm going to establish all those letters in the directions. Om Eng, I bow in the north. Om Ring, I bow in the east. Om Kling, I bow in the south. Om Chamunda, I bow to Chamunda in the west. I bow to Biche in the northwest. I bow to Eng in the, in the northeast. I bow to Ring in the southeast. I bow to Kling in the southwest. I bow to Chamunda looking up. And I bow to Biche looking down. She is everywhere, though. The letters of her mantra are vibrating in every direction. Wherever you look, if you got the bhav, you got the perception, you can feel that her mantra is vibrating in every direction. And now let's meditate upon their forms, Mahakali, Mahalakshmi, Mahasaraswati, bearing in her ten hands, oh, that's a blue lady over there, the sword of worship, the discus of revolving time, named excellent intuitive vision, the club of articulation, every time you say a mantra, you hit another asura over the head, the bow of determination, take your son Kulpa and aim your bow, uh, the bow of determination, the iron bar of restraint, the pike of attention, the sling or the net of unity, the head of egotism, and the concha vibration. She has three eyes and displays ornaments on all her limbs. Good looker. Number 10. Shining like a blue gem, she has 10 faces. I worship that great remover of darkness whom the lotus-born creative capacity praised in order to slay too much and too little when the supreme consciousness was in sleep. Remember the goddess of chapter one. Brahma praised Kali as Yoganidra. She is the sleep of divine union. She said, wake up. Wake up that sleepy Vishnu. And let him fight with these asuras for me. They're too strong for me. I'm an old man. <laughs> she with the beautiful face, the girl in the middle. <laughs> she actually, has, she has a thousand arms, but the kumars who make the murtis couldn't make a thousand hands, so they depicted her with 18 arms. The destroyer of the great ego is seated upon the lotus of peace. In her hand, she holds the rosary of alphabets. 
Akshamala. Remember, we have 54 letters of involution and 54 letters of evolution. And that makes 108 steps towards creation, preservation, and transformation. And back to the guru bead, Brahma bead, that's 109. She has uh, holds that rosary of alphabets, the battle of good actions, the club of articulation, the arrow of speech, the thunderbolt of illumination, the lotus of peace, the bow of determination, the water pot of purification, the staff of discipline, energy, the sword of worship, the shield of faith, the conch of vibrations, the bell of continuous tone, the wine cup of joy, the pike of concentration, the net of unity, and the discus of revolution time named excellent intuitive vision I worship that great goddess of true wealth bearing in her lotus hands the bell of continuous tone the pike of concentration the plow sowing the seeds of a way of truth to wisdom a little darmchash uh, she she cultivates she's the cultivator of wisdom uh, the conch of vibrations, the pestle of refinement, the discus of revolving time, the bow of determination, the arrow of speech, whose radiance is like the moon in autumn, whose appearance is most beautiful, who is manifested from the body of she who is rays of light, and is the support of the three worlds, that great goddess of all-pervading knowledge who destroyed self-conceit and other thoughts, I worship. Om Eng Ring, I bow to the rosary of letters. Please, everybody bow down to your mala. Namaste, Miss Mala. Oh my mala, oh my rosary, the great measurement of consciousness. You have the capacity to limit my consciousness. You can be the form to which I pay attention. Con containing all energy within as your intrinsic nature, I wear you only for the purpose of remembering the mantra with which I can lose my mind. So you have all capacity, all energy within you. You have all capacity to take away all the thoughts of my mind. That's it, your intrinsic nature. Please give to me the attainment of your perfection, fulfilling the four objectives of life, dharma, artha, kama, moksha. I want to achieve an ideal of perfection. That's my goal. I need a specific amount of resources, art. That's my economic necessity. I have many other desires knocking on the door saying, why don't you pay attention to me? And that is my obstacle. And when I get those three in harmony, I get the last one on its own. Moksha. Dharma artha kama moksha. That moksha is self-realization or liberation. Oh, rosary, hey you. You please remove all obstacles. I hold you in my right hand. At the time of recitation, be pleased with me. Please be pleased. Allow me the, to attain the highest perfection. Om Rosary of Rudraksha seeds, my Lord or Goddess. Give to me excellent attainment, give to me, give to me. Illuminate the meanings of all mantras. Illuminate, illuminate, fashion me with all excellent attainments. Fashion me 
I am one with God. And we'll say that at least one round on the rosary. Or if you choose, you can do ten rounds on the rosary. So if you say uh, one round is worth a hundred, then ten rounds is worth a thousand and a little extra for Dakshina, and a little bit, like you want to always do a little bit more than you said you would. So you got a minimum that you got to do, and then it's our privilege to give her a little extra. Just like Bishwamitra said to Horish Chandra, you gave me your, you gave me your Don, you gave me what you wanted to give me, now give me Dakshina so I know you really wanted me to have it. So you want to give her as much as you said you would give her and then give her a little more on top of that. And then after you've given her what you want to give, we in this case we're saying it's 108 times, oh goddess, you are the protector of the most secret of mystical secrets. It's so secret I can't even find it. I got to go deep inside. Please accept the recitation that I have offered and grant to me the attainment of perfection. Please. That's my prayer. And now I've got another meditation. I meditate upon the three-eyed goddess Durga, the reliever of difficulties. The luster of her beautiful body is like lightning. She just radiates. She shines. She sits upon the shoulders of a lion and appears very fierce. I don't want to mess with her. Many maidens holding the double-edged sword and shield in their hands are standing in readiness to serve her. She holds in her hands the discus, the club, the double-edged sword, the shield, the arrow, the bow, the net, and the mudra connecting the thumb and the pointer finger with the other three fingers extended upward indicating the granting of wisdom. Her intrinsic nature is fire, and upon her head she wears the moon as a crown. Om. Om Sam Saraswati Namaha. Namaste. Let's see if there's any questions about the Shapadwara, Shapi Mochanam, uh, uh, the Mitra Sanjeevani, or, uh, or the, the Varnavidi, or anything about the Chandi. We could go anywhere you want to go. Yes, please. Uh, mother's intrinsic nature is fire. Uh, yes. Fire is the purest element of all the elements, and fire is the purifier. So, mother's especially in the form of Durga, who takes away all the Durgam, she purifies this universe. She purifies the worshiper. She burns to incognition all of the, the, the infirmities, all of the, all the iniquities, all of the th negativities, everything that keeps you from being one with God. So in this situation, according her, her color is like lightning. She's Prakash. And her, her nature, her intrinsic nature is like fire. Uh, she comes like uh, the light of a thousand rising suns. Uh, she is the sun and the moon and the fire as her three eyes. Oh, these are all poetic expressions. How do you, how do you explain the illumination? 
How do you define how bright is her illumination when you get that Prakash? Remember Arjun said the light of a thousand suns is nothing in comparison to the light that I see in you. In the same way, all throughout the Chandi, we have her illumination growing, growing, growing. So her intrinsic nature is as fire. Her color is like lightning. Her illumination is like a thousand suns. Go ahead and think of some other poetic expressions, how you can explain. She wears a yellow sari with a red border. Tell me, how do you explain the intensity of her illumination? Yes, please, Sivani. Can you please explain more about who Chamunda is and why she moves in the head? Yes. <coughs> we found Chamunda in chapter 7. Remember, uh, first he who appears to be a friend came and told self-conceit and self-deprecation about that beautiful lady sitting on a lion, illuminating all, this, all the directions. And everything beautiful that exists in this world belongs to you. Nobody owns anything without saying, I am the owner. <laughs> Look at me. In chapter uh, 6, uh, the uh, self-conceit sent uh, sinful eyes and said, Look through the eyes of selfishness. And she said, Hmm, and turned him into ashes. In chapter 7, self-conceit got really mad. He sent anger and passion. And remember, the goddess took the form of Chamunda and she cut off the heads of anger and passion. The lion jumped on that, uh, 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 that great army of thoughts and moved through them like a forest conflagration, consuming timber and dried grass. Whoosh. Just destroyed that army of thoughts. And then... Uh, uh, she, for whom consciousness is the emissary, Shivaduti, cut off the heads of anger and passion. And she said to Chandi, I present to you two great beasts. Here is Chanda and here is Munda. And now you have no anger and you have no passion. Misdirected passion. You can be passionately in love with your guru. You can be passionately in love with God. You can be passionately in love with wisdom. But don't make a mistake. <laughs> so she took away anger and passion and the goddess said, okay, you're Chamunda. And Cha also means to move. And Munda means the paradigm of reality. So the play on words is this poetic expression, the goddess who takes away anger and passion is also, etymologically, the goddess who moves in the paradigm of reality. That's the best. <laughs> Two meanings for the one name. I like that second ring. Right? Right. Right. <laughs> right. Yes, please. We have a question from Sadat Mananda in Washington. Namaste, Sadat Mananda. Namaste. I understand that Ganesh won the boon of being the first to be worshipped in any worship. Sri Ganapati Jayati. But is there a reason we worship Ganesh first from the subtle standpoint? 
Is it similar to the curses in the pin in the chundi, as in we must worship with, for we must worship for wisdom? Yes, we must worship for wisdom, and that's why the mool mantra of all of Sanatana Dharma, of all of Hinduism, of all of the eternal ideals of perfection, is Mom, give me more wisdom, please. Make the light of wisdom brighter and stronger and lighter and more vibrant in my life in every circumstance. Burbuvasva tat sabitur varinyam, that light of wisdom which is the highest wealth of the gods. I meditate. Dio yona, give to me. Pracha continuous udaya. Pracha udayat. Um, make it rise continuously. I want more wisdom. In the same way as all of the Sanatan Dharma says, the eternal ideal of perfection says, I want more wisdom in every circumstance. In the same way, you're not going to open up a door, pass through it without saying, I bow to the God of wisdom, the Lord of the multitudes, the Lord who shares his wisdom, the Lord who protects us at the door. There's just no way you go through the door without wisdom because who knows where you're going to go if you don't have wisdom. What trouble is lurking outside that door? Who is waiting there to grab us? We have a question from Vivekananda in Seattle. Namaste, Vivek! Namaste. How can we have a deeper experience of the nyasas and actually feel the bijas in their places on the body? Can we chant the Navarna Vidya on its own, perhaps multiple times in a row, or is it only to be chanted with the Chandi? You can chant it multiple times and in various circumstances. Uh, and you can chant it in its entirety or in its brief. Or you can do the Siddha Kundika Stotram, which is the explanation and commentary. We'll get to that later, you cheater. Uh, that's <laughs> towards the back of the book. Uh, we got a lot of ground to cover before we get there. However, you can chant it on its own or in the context of the book or in the context of your sadhana or when you get to that place in the puja where you're going to do japa of the Navarna Mantra, you can do the entire Nyas Bidi uh, Dharam. In fact, we start every puja I'm in the name of one, with the Danam, the three, the three ladies, Mahakali, Mahalakshmi, Saraswati, are prevalent, are predominant in every puja that we do. In the cosmic puja, we worship them. In all the girls' pujas, in Lakshmi puja, in the Annapurna puja, in the Kali Sahasra, we worship all three forms of the goddess. So you can add the Navarna Vidi or just the Navarna Jap or the Navarna Nyas or, or you can do the Siddha Kunjika Stotram anytime you find it appropriate. Now, you have to look at the context of what you're doing and the purpose for which you are doing it. And thereafter you design the puja which is appropriate for time, place, and circumstance. Say you've got oh, one hour to spend this morning and you're supposed to worship Lord Shiva, it probably wouldn't work to do the entire Navarnavidi. Say you're, it's, it's Purnima and you are called upon to read the Satya Narayan Brat. It might not be appropriate for you to sit down and do the Navarna Vidi. <laughs> <laughs> 
So you look at where you are and where, why you're there and where you're, what you're doing there and what, what you, what's your purpose and what's your goal and what's your, what, what's your time constraint and who are you with? What kind of people are they? Are they sitting back in easy chairs or are they sitting in asans? Are they paying attention or are they waiting for you to get done? Are they, yeah, I mean, what kind of people are you associating with and then you'll decide what kind of puja do I want to do? You will design the puja which is appropriate for your time, place, and circumstance every time you sit down. Which is why I come to the temple at 2 o'clock in the morning when there's the, only Shivani's here. And I don't have to worry about her. Because she's already finishing up. And then I get to design the puja which is appropriate for the ladies I want to worship. Without an audience. We have a question from Ambika. Namaste, Ambika. Namaste. I recall you teaching us the connection between the Brahmadi Sapavimochanam and the Tantroktam Devi Suktam. Is the Sapodara mantra connected to them as well? No. Uh, it's connected in the in the uh, the purpose of the mantra. The function of the mantra is to remind us. Wake up! Wake up! I gotta remember why I'm doing this. Now, the Brahmadi Shabhavimochanam is it follows the table of contents and it reconciles with the Tantrotam Devi Shuktam. Ya Devi Sarvabhuteshu. And it follows the order of the Devi Shukta and the, the table of contents as well. And it gives us the Bij mantra of every chapter. And it gives us the primary quality of which, with which we will confront the demons that perplex us in that chapter. And it tells us how we're going to cut down those demons. How do I put too much and too little into balance? Well, I figure out how much do I need for what purpose? In the same way. The Shapavimochana mantras, the Shapavdwara mantras, they remind us our purpose. They remind us that we are here trying to create this, this vibration which dissolves all attachment to the gross world and brings it into the subtle body and brings the subtle body into the causal body. And we move from the Anamaya coast to the Pranamaya coast. <laughs> And from the Pranamaya coast to the Manamaya coast. And from the Manamaya coast to the Bhyanamaya coast. And from the Bhyanamaya coast to the Anandamaya coast. And we go from the gross body to the subtle body to the causal body and beyond. And that's the path. What do you want to do? Why, why are you reading this Chandipa? Where do you want to go? You, what do you want to do with it? If you are sincere in wanting to go deeper and deeper inside, this is the tool by which we can make that journey. If you are sincerely desiring to go deeper and deeper into your own sense of intuitive experience, this is the tool by which we can accomplish that objective. And once we've defined that goal and defined that path, then step by step, we are empowered to make that journey. So the, the, it's not the same curses. 
We're not exactly, it, the principle is the same, but the way it works is a little bit different. One of them wakes up each chapter and each beach mantra and each ashura and each, uh, uh, each divine quality which we must inculcate in order to combat that ashura. And the other one says, okay, this is where we want to go, and this is how we propose to get there. Or this is a modified, a, 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 a very simplified version. These shapadvara, shapadvimochina mantras. I'll give you another example. We, we've just completed a series of articles of a number of the gurus in our parampara. And the articles that we made right now were two pages or three pages which summarize the, the impact that the lives of these beautiful souls had in our growth and our development. Uh, when you look on the Guru's page about all, all the Gurus, you'll see there's Shankaracharya and Ramakrishna and Shirdi Shai Baba, Ram Prasad Sen, Trilinga Swami. These are some of the guys in our lineage. That's our heritage, our parampara. So it, we, we also made a long historical article that says, sometimes it borders on hysterical, but, <laughs> but it, mostly it's historical about facts and numbers and play. And then we, we put, gathered together a bunch of stories about these guys too. So when you get on those pages, you're going to find all kinds of different kinds of articles. So the short synopsis is like the, the Shapadwara and Shapadvimochana mantra. It's just a, a summary. It's just really the thesis is what is the impact that these lives had in our growth and development. And then when you get into longer articles, well, you want to spend some time with them because it's full of facts and figures and, 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 uh, and, and works of, uh, of literary prowess and what did they accomplish and what did they do and what was their life about. So it's a little bit longer and more detailed. Yes, please. We have a question from Julia. Namaste, Julia Ma. Namaste. Yesterday, you were saying that we would not ask for a boon in the chapters where there's an expression of a wish, to only do that in chapter 13. You said it's because the gods are making the request in those chapters, and we are the ones making the request in chapter 13. This is confusing to me, because you've also been saying we are to identify with the gods, and we are to identify with the gods in all the chapters as they struggle with the negativities and the ego in order to be redeemed by her. Please clarify. Okay. The gods in chapter, uh, chapter 4 and chapter 5 and chapter 11 made a wish for the benefit of the worlds. They said, whenever we lose our divinity, whenever we forget, then and there you will come when we remember you. <laughs> After we've forgotten, you will come and give us intuitive vision. And you'll take away our greatest adversities. Now, can you top that one? <laughs> That's a good wish. Now, in chapter 13, she says, You of the family of delight, and you, O king, what do you want? And that's really, she's saying it to you. 
In chapter 4 and chapter 5, she said all the gods went back to heaven and then they sang this song and then they got this boon. So it, it, uh, they already asked the boon on our behalf. They've usurped our privilege. If you're thinking about a boon, well, if you're the God in heaven, that's fine. What else do you want? She's going to come again and again and she's going to manifest. What else do you want? You don't need pure devotion. You got it. The only guy who needs devotion is me because I forget. You know, I'm so busy doing other things. I forget. So people like me will say in chapter 13 when she asked me what I want, hey, Mom, I want enough devotion so I won't forget. Now, in chapter 4, you already remember. In chapter 5, the gods fell down to earth. They said, hey, yo, would you please come? You, you did it before, you'll do it again. And she came immediately. She didn't even ask them what they wanted. In chapter 11, she said, I'm going to come and again and again and again, and I'm going to remove all your difficulties every time you remember me. And especially, I'm going to go to the Napa, and I'm going to move into the Davy Munder. I'll wear a yellow sorry with a red border. And I'm going to take away your every adversity because I will assume a manifested image. So in chapter 13, she says, all right, it's your turn. What do you want? That's the explanation. We have a few technical questions on Japa Malas from That's, Honda. Okay, go for it. <laughs> if they're technical, I don't think you're going to ask the right, you're asking the right person. Should we place the Rudraksha Mala on the middle finger and not the index finger? Does it matter? Doesn't matter at all. However, <laughs> doesn't, all you want to do, my guru gave me my Mala many years ago and they were all about this size and he said, make them disappear. He said, rub them till they're smooth. And I've been rubbing them for over 40 years, I hate to tell you. But I've been rubbing them a long time. They got pretty smooth and a lot of them are, they, they were all about this size and now they're this size. And he said, rub them till they're gone. <laughs> so I rub with, uh, I put it over the middle finger and I rub it with my thumb. And I'm trying to make them disappear. <laughs> so mine are completely smooth. They don't have any bumps or any edges on them at all. He uh, it sort of taught me at an early age how to take the edge off. Uh, so just rub them. But you got to say a mantra every time you rub a bee. Can't just rub them. You got to say the mantra and then rub. Ah, oh, there's the rub. <laughs> say the mantra and rub it. Next question. Should the beads of the mala be moved clockwise or anti-clockwise? Oh. <laughs> you will move them clockwise. Oh, a little clockwork orange. <laughs> just if you're wearing orange and you got some clockwork, you just move them clockwise. And, uh, but she, you're going beyond time anyway, so just keep going. Do you know what? I, uh, we've got one tradition. It's, it's a well-known uh, tradition. You move clockwise and you keep moving and then you get to the guru bead. You never cross the guru bead. You go back the other direction and you move counterclockwise. 
or I guess it's still clockwise, but you're going the other direction. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> so you just don't cross your guru. Just don't mess with the guru, man. Just leave him alone. That's why this one's still so big. Oh, I never cross. I never rubbed him. I don't want to rub her the wrong way. Don't take a chance. No, no, no. Is there a difference to doing jop with a Rudraksha mala versus a crystal mala versus one made of a different seed? Yes. <laughs> but use a cardamom. The digits of your finger. Start and count the spaces in between. Or the middle space on the ring finger is one. The little the space on the bottom of the ring finger is two. The space on the bottom of the pinky is three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. One times ten. Twenty, thirty, forty, fifty, sixty, seventy, eighty, ninety, one hundred, and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, a hundred and eleven. <laughs> I never could make it to 108. <laughs> that was never the goal. I always give at least a couple extra. I don't, don't ever think you're going to give the right amount. I'm going to give just as much as required of me. <laughs> Blah. That's not what we want. I want what is required of me is the minimum that I'm going to give and then I want to give a little more. I want to give some dakshina with my dan. Yes, please. We have a question from Ambika. Namaste, Ambika! The verse is about the rosary mala. Yes. It sounds as if we are personifying the mala. Yes! Is this, is this what we're actually doing? Yes! <laughs> Can you help me understand why we are talking to our mala? Yes! I can't. This is the most beautiful <laughs> goddess that ever hung out around my neck. In fact, she's the only one. In uh, all these years, I never found anybody else who wanted her to hang out on my neck. So this goddess took the form of a rosary. And she became my mala. And she is the personification of Mahamaya. She has the capacity to capture the attention of my roaming mind. If I pay attention to her and to the mantra and to how many I'm doing and what I'm doing and what it means and how do I apply that in my life, I'm not wandering around the unconsciousness. I'm not wandering around the world thinking, oh, poor me, I need a little more of this. Wouldn't you somebody give me something more? Please save me from my poverty. I don't want to take any efforts of my own, but please give me something that I'm otherwise not entitled to receive. So therefore, I will be happy and I will be satisfied for as long as I enjoy this thing. Like Ram Prasad was saying, the kids were playing with all the toys, and then mother came and called and said, it's time for dinner, and they threw all the toys away, and they ran to the mother, and then she grabbed them and cuddled them and fed them. And, uh, so, yeah, it, it, the mala is the most important 
extension of our spiritual being. She's so intimate. She's around our neck and she's in our hands and she's in our heart. And she brings about the correspondence between the outside world to the inside world. And she has the capacity to give us Siddhi. And when you're done with the mala and you don't need this this gross relationship anymore, then you just say, hey, I'll just count on my fingers. That's a little more subtle. I don't need a foreign object. After that, you go on. And then after that, you, you don't count. You do all job, job. You, the, mal, the mantra counts you. You don't count mantras anymore. So, uh, well, you can count on me. Uh, the mala fixates your attention so that you can more easily, it's another tool to grab the wandering mind. Yes, please? We have a question from Sadhana Shakti. Namaste, Sadhana! Pranam, when we finally become the witness to our movies, is this when we will fall in love with God? No. <laughs> this is really hard, Mother. That's okay. Uh, no, you fell in love with God a long time before you went to the movies. That's why you're sitting at the altar trying to see her. I mean, you really fell in love with her first. And now you're trying to enhance that love affair. You're trying to find, learn a little bit more about your beloved. What does she like to eat? What does she like to see? What, are, what movie will she go to? What restaurant will you take her to? What kind of flowers will you bring her? What kind of chocolates will you give her? Uh, that beautiful mother. Okay, this is the nature of attachment. I can't figure out. My glass is stuck to my nose. Well, you think you got problems. <laughs> You're not the only one. Oops. All right. We have a question from Moshami and Siddharth. Namaste Moshami! Namaste Siddharth! Pranam, we understand that Mahakali cuts the heads of the evils to remove darkness from the universe. Yes! Could you please help us understand why she wears this, those same heads as a garland? Just to remind us! Moshami, she just wants to remind us. Take one look at her. You see, I have no negativity left. She's wearing it all! It just became a garland, an ornament that she uses with which to demonstrate to me, hey, Swam, you got no darkness left, you got no negativity left, I've got it all, you gave it to me, whoosh, off with his head. And she made that mala, mundamala. She took all my negativities and all the personification of all the voices chattering within my brain, and she said, okay, you're quite silent now. You have nothing more to say. Om Sam Saraswati Namaha Namaste.